Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. If you're good at something, you put all of your eggs in that basket and then you watch that basket. If you're not good at something, then you have to diversify. You know, then you have to put it in, okay, a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. That's really if, well said. But if you have faith in yourself that you're good at this one thing, whatever it is, you know, put all your eggs in that basket, get really good, invest in yourself so that you get better and better, and then just focus on that one thing because when you're focused, that's when you'll have the biggest gains. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options Podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options Podcast. Today, we have a special lesson for you. I'm putting it here on the podcast because I really believe that this is going to provide you massive, massive value. And that's what I'm trying to do here. And hey, listen, if this podcast was useful to you at all, I really highly suggest that you go check out the full trading course at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Markets are people. People are predictable. Outlier can show you how to track market fear and greed with artificial intelligence on over 1,300 of the largest market cap names. Visit outlier.com to learn more. That's O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. They have a free pilot program for the rest of 2021 so you can get access to right now at O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. That's O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we have a special guest online, Alan Sama. Alan comes from optiongenius.com, and he was telling me a pretty sweet deal for you. He can actually give you a free book. If you head over to passivetrading.com, you can get Alan's free book there. Alan, thank you so much for coming online today. No, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, you know, I love talking to people about options. Options are are my thing. They uh, they've totally changed my life, and and uh, I couldn't imagine just going back to regular stock trading. Right. I know, right, it, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> it, literally, like if if a stock I want to trade doesn't have options, mm-hmm. I don't trade it. So, Alan, tell me more about you. Tell me more about Option Genius and and how this all came to be. Well, um, it's it's. Long story, uh, you know, I've been, I've been trading for well over 15 years now, um, but I traded and I started the way I guess most of us start. I'm, not everybody, I guess, but I'm not, I don't have a Wall Street background or anything. I started on my own. And so just, okay, I want to make money trading. You know, I got laid off from my job and I was like, do I want to go back to work? No, I hated it. Um, what can I do? Well, let me see if I can make money trading. It sounds look pretty easy, you know. Hit, click a button, look at some charts. I can figure that stuff out. Mm-hmm. And so I just started that, and predominantly I just started going and losing money and losing money and losing money. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, man, this is not working. Um, so it was just like, okay, now what do I do? And it really became like an ultimatum with my wife. And she's like, you really need to figure this out or go back to work. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and she gave me a deadline. So like, all right, you got this much time to figure it out. No pressure. No, no pressure at all. <laughs> it's like, okay, either I'm going back to work or I'm getting divorced. <laughs> it's one or the other. Uh, and so I looked at all my records and I said, okay, what is working? What am I doing wrong? Can I figure it out? And there was one trade. It was, um, you know, it's a, it was a credit spread that I had done and I totally forgotten about it. And I'm like, what is that? Where'd that trade go? You know, I heard about it, put it on, and it was just gone from my account. And I'm like, where'd it go? Oh, okay. It's not, it's I, I, supposed to be it there. literally wasn't in your account yeah, anymore. Yeah, it, it, I, I was on. It wasn't on my yeah. screen anymore. And I'm like, I have it written down. And then I went and back, you know, looking the 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 trade logs and everything. And they're like, oh, there it is. What happened to it? Called the broker. They're like, oh, that expired. Huh? Expired? <laughs> and then I started researching, and I'm like, holy cow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so I started researching more about how to sell options and. Um, from there, the rest is pretty much history, you know, learned about it, learned about it. Uh, my favorite trade in the beginning was the Iron Condor. Mm-hmm. And so I would just put that on every month. I'd just put it on and then, you know, making nice double-digit returns every month. And for a couple of years there, I was making over 100% a year. And I was like, man, this is simple. This is easy. I can't believe this is so lucky. I don't know why is everybody else doing this. And at that time, my, you know, the account started growing, growing, and an iron condor i don't know if you you i mean i, I bet you probably have traded them in the past but they don't really take that much time to manage because i was you know i was really far away from the money you know playing a conservative and at that time the market was pretty calm so it wasn't a big deal so i would start bothering my wife you know because i didn't have anything else to do mm-hmm. um and eventually she got to the point where hey ultimatum you know you need to find something else to do with your time besides bother me um so at that point that's when i started option genius because i was like you know what let me let me put up a, a website and i'll share my trades with other people that are interested so i'll tell them what i'm doing give them a little bit of training and that was supposed to be one site and then that you know, people lo- started loving that, and they're like, "Oh, what, what? You know, what else can we do? What other strategies are there?" And then um, that led to a separate website, another membership site, and then that led to people telling me, "Oh, please, can you? You know, we're we're doing the trades with you. Can you teach us how to do it?" I was like, "Well, okay, you know, because that's what I used to do in my other job. My old job was teach people how to do marketing, and uh, so I was like, okay, I like teaching, so." I started teaching people and it just grew and grew and grew and blossomed from there. But as you know, most people out there, they don't know about this stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't know that they can manage their own money. They don't know how much the fees are killing their accounts. You know, if you give it to a financial planner or money manager or whatever, they don't understand all that. And they're really scared about it. So when I tell people what I'm doing, their eyes like glaze over and they're like, Oh my God, I can't do that. Well, yeah, yes, you can, you know, it's, it's not that difficult. And so that's why we started passive trading and it's, um, passive trading is more for the beginner person to get into options. Option genius is more for the advanced. So, you know, if you've already been trading options, you know what a option is, you know what a call a put is, then we trade iron condors, we trade butterflies, calendars, that sort of thing. So it's a little bit more advanced trading. And then we get into oil options as well. So that's like my new hobby. That's like my favorite thing now. It's like, oh man, oil options, because they're futures options. So they're a little bit different from our equity options, but they have more leverage and you know, you're allowed to play further away from the money and the, the trades are faster. So you can get in and out faster with your with the same profits that you're you're in, interested in, and actually even sometimes even more than than you would get in a regular equity option. Doing the same mm-hmm. strategies, but because there's more leverage involved, you can make more money. So that's kind of where I'm at in a nutshell. So I started 10MinuteStockTrader.com because um, 
the way that I was trading really was just selling put spreads, mm -hmm. um, selling iron condors, and uh, along that like. So I, I, I'm definitely very familiar with the type of work that you're doing. I got burned really hard with iron condors. Like, I just thought you could put it on anytime, anywhere, and be fine. <laughs> that wasn't the case. No. So what makes it different? Because where I blew up an account trading iron condors, you were doubling accounts trading iron condors. What was the difference? What were you doing different that worked for you? So there are, there are a couple of things that come to mind right off the bat without looking at your trades and all that. Of course, yeah. Um, first thing is that every strategy is good for a certain market you know so if we have a sideways trading market iron condors work really well if we have a very high, highly volatile market the iron condors is not going to do that well i mean people say that that's when you should be selling options when it's very volatile i say the opposite i say no i want to calm you know i want to be the 10 minute trader right i don't want to be trading all the time i don't want to be stuck to my screen and so if it's really volatile that's telling me there's a lot of risk there that's basically what it means. And so I don't trade my condors in very volatile markets. So if I find a nice, slow, steady market, that's when I'm trading my iron condor. If I find a market that's trending higher or lower, then I want to be on one side of it. I want to be on the side where it's not going. So I'll sell my put spreads or my call spreads on the opposite side of where the market is moving. So that's the first thing. And when I was doubling in the beginning, I was doubling. And this was um, maybe 2006, 2007. You know, the market was very calm. It was really easy. You put the condor on, you take it off. Sometimes you have to adjust it. And other than that, but then we got to 2008, 2009. Those were not years for condors. You know, a lot of people got hurt. A lot of people got blown up. And I had to go back to the drawing board too. I'm like, hey, this thing is not working anymore. What can I do? And it's like, okay, I need to look at a second strategy that, that can work in this type of environment. So I think that's the first thing that people need to realize is, no, you can't just put it on all the time. Um... And then the second thing is you do have to adjust it. You do have to tweak it because, I know, people people that sell the iron condor, they're like, oh, you have a high probability of success and, you know, you let the math work out and all that. And that, that works until it doesn't work. So um, if you don't know how to adjust and the trade's going against you, then you have the ability to blow up your account. But if you have proper money management, you're like, okay, if I'm down X, month, X dollars, I'm going to get out. You know, I'm like, hey, I'm wrong. Market's not working. Trade's not working. I'm just going to get out, take my loss, and then I'm going to come back again the next month. Um, so my my rule there is I want to not lose two and a half to three times what I can make in a month. Mm -hmm. So if my goal is to make 10 to 12, I don't want to lose more than 25 to 30 in a month. Because otherwise, the loss is so big, I can't recover it. I'm just, yes. you know, fighting, 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 fighting just to get back to even. And that's not a game you want to play. Absolutely. In fact, um, I actually was talking to a hedge fund manager a couple of weeks ago, and I said, there, there's something insidious about the idea of selling options and selling spreads. And that's the idea that like, you've got so much buffer, let's say if the stock's at 100, and you sell at a 90, uh, 95.90 put spread, right? There's, there's, you know, a $5 buffer where you feel very comfortable with. Well, let's say day one, it's 100. Day five, it's at 97. Day 15, it's at 96 and a half. Day 20, it's at 95 and, and shooting down fast. And this trade that you thought, or at least I thought, for so long was going to work out great. 
And I held it thinking, hey, this is going to work out for me. Ends up then being a max loser. And, you know, let's say if I took in a dollar on a $5 spread, um, I would have to now get four full winners to make up for that one loss. Mm-hmm. And this is where, like, for me personally, the the idea of selling broke down. Because it's like, this this had a high probability of profit. It didn't work. I held it as long as I could. And now I've got uh, a $400 loss on a one lot versus uh, a $100 win. Now I have to get four one lots in a row just to make up this one trade. How do you prevent that from happening? You just don't take the max loss. You have to have proper risk management. You know, you have to have um, position sizing and you have to know how to adjust. That helps. And then, hey, if I'm down a certain percent, I'm getting out. You know, the max loss, like you said, that's like the death. You know, it's like the death knoll. You, you, once you get that, it's so, so hard to come back from. So if that's the, if, you know, if we're talking to option sellers, which we are, it's like, please don't take the max loss. You know, I don't care. Even if you get out at 50% loss, <laughs> you know, get out before you suffer everything because trying to get back from that, not only is it from a money standpoint that, okay, now I got to get four trades, but from emotional standpoint, from a psychological standpoint, you start losing faith in the strategy. You start losing faith in yourself because, yes. you know, what you're, you're always... describing is everything I went through when I was thinking yep. about, you know, blowing up accounts. Like yep. th- that's what happened, right? I would have the one trade. In fact, I did a study at the end of the year. Uh, I, I don't remember what year it was, but um, I felt really good on the year. I knew I was down, but I wasn't really worried about it. Um, but I did a study for the year, and 90% of my dollars that I lost came from iron condors. And I was like, I thought this was it. I thought you could just put it on, and the stock could go you know, up, down, or sideways and be fine. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm doing something wrong here. <laughs> Yeah. So instead of us thinking that, you know, a lot of us or a lot of normal people, they're like, maybe there's something wrong with me. You know, maybe I'm just too stupid to figure this out because we go online, we see other people and, we, you know, people are bragging. Oh, man, I made so much money. Oh, I'm doing this. Look at my trade. I'm, and then we, they don't tell us they're losers. Right. Right. But we, we compare our worst trade to their best trade. And we're like, I'm stupid. This is not for me. I'm going to go back to job, you know, and that's that's the sad part of it. Um, the other thing is. You know, we all have our own risk temperament or risk appetite. We all have our own personalities. So you and I, we are like the 10-minute trader, right? We don't want to be trading all the time. Mm-hmm. I like to have a life. I like to do things outside of trading. I don't want to be stuck all day. And so the trades that I put on have to reflect that personality. Otherwise, if I'm trading the wrong type of trade, if I'm going to be like, hey, man, I'm going to be a day trader, I'm going to lose my shirt. Because I don't have what it takes to be a day trader. You know, I'm not good at technical analysis. I can't tell you what the stock is going to do next week, next month, next year. And so I need a different type of edge. Mm-hmm. And so my edge is selling options far away from the money. If something goes wrong, okay, I'll admit it. Hey, I did, it went bad. I'm going to adjust and get out. And my other trades, hopefully, will make up for it. And so you know, like I try to aim for 10% a month. Now, I don't always get there because some trades, they don't work. And so I lose money on those trades. But if I have properly spread out my risk and my trades, you know, I can then make up on the other trades so that at the end of the month, maybe I have a, I'm up 2%, 3%, 4%. Mm-hmm. And that's happy. I'm fine. I'm, I'm ecstatic if I can make yeah. five in a month because that's 60 a year. That's all I need. I don't need, you know, to double my money every year. So um, 
it all comes down to knowing yourself. I, I couldn't agree more, right? And and that's what I, I, I've recently been telling people that I, uh, I figured out every possible way that I could lose money. And so the only thing that was left was how to make money. <laughs> so I, I get it, man. So what kind of deltas are we looking at when, um, or let me back it up a little bit. For an option seller, I'm gonna I'm mm-hmm. gonna take it real real basic for a minute so the, okay. the audience can follow along. For an option seller, you have the choice of how far away you can sell uh, from the price of the stock today, mm-hmm. and uh, there's assigned probabilities that go along with that. And a lot of people translate that to the deltas, and the delta in theory could represent one share of that stock. So how far away are we talking? Uh, whenever you're selling spreads, like what's your bread and butter? Where do you go to? So a couple of different things um, in our, it, like it depends on the strategy and what we want to happen. So in our passive trading program, you know, we, we do covered calls, mm. we do naked puts and we do credit spreads. Um, so on my covered calls, what I want to do is I want to, I own the stock. I want to keep the stock for a long time and I just want to cash flow it. So I'm maybe at a, you know, I'm trying to get as far away from the money as I can and still make about 1%. So I, on those, I don't look at the delta. I look at, you know, how much money can I make in a month? And it's just, it's just a month. And I'm trying to get as far away as I can. On my put spreads, it's a percentage base. On my credit spreads, I try to make 10%. So that roughly, and that depends on, I get the delta on that one will depend on how many days to expiration I get in. So I'm not... Uh, I've trade weeklies, but to me, the weekly is probably the most riskiest trade out there because you can't adjust. You got to be right on direction, and if you're wrong, it's going to blow up and you're out, right? So if I'm going, like, say, on our condors that we talked about, I like to be about 45 days to expiration. 40 to 45 is my sweet spot. I might even go up to 50 some days. Sometimes, depending on if it's a little bit more volatile, I want to be further away from the money, and I'll go, I'll go into about a 10 delta. Ten so delta. Are, oh, okay. Condors. Yeah. So I'm gotcha. really, really far away. Really high probability. You know, I'm ten on my calls, ten on my puts, um, and that way, you know, I'm still trying to make ten percent on that trade. You know, ten to twelve, but I want to be as far away as I can. So if you're doing uh, ten deltas, and you're looking at ten percent, in theory, you're selling. I'm gonna use round numbers here, like a ten dollar wide spread for a dollar. Or a five dollar yep. widespread for fifty cents. Is that about right? Yeah, that would be the minimum I, w- I would accept. Yeah. How do you work with that, right? Because to me, that's that's not the right risk return that I want to see, right? You're, you're taking ten times the risk as you are the even max reward. How do you make that work? Well, because I'm not going all the way to the max risk. You know, if I'm down, say twenty five percent, I'm out. So, let's say we do ten trades. You know, and if it's a high probability, if it's a 90% probability, let's say, you know, I mean, these numbers, these are just probabilities, right? It doesn't always happen that way. Right. But if I win nine times, I lose one time. On that one time, I'll lose, say, 25 to 30%. On the other times, I'll make more. I'll make it back plus more mm-hmm. because I'm making 10, 10, 10, 10 on the other nine. Right, right. So over the time, it's 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 happened to, to work out. Now, it does take time for it to work out because you could have, you know, you could start this and be like, okay, I'm going to follow this first trade. You lose second trade. You lose. Oh my God. Now I'm down all this money. How am I ever going to get back? 
So it does take a long time for the math to, to even out, to work out, but eventually it does. So when you're putting trades on, you do you take a look at like uh because you mentioned earlier if, if if a stock is trending in one way or another you want to just stay on the this the one side of it and i totally agree with that in fact um that that's what i teach my my uh trading courses like selling like a 30 delta or 35 at the very most put spread behind mm-hmm. like a moving average that's been mm-hmm. back tested um it, how do you go about that and do do you how do you determine your trends and how far away do you stay at that point? Because if you do like a 10 delta on something that's trending higher for a put spread, you're, you you're might get, get anything. You might get like a nickel, right? Yeah, it's not even right. worth doing. Right. So on a, on just a spread, you um, have to come in closer because on the iron condo, you're getting credit on both sides. Mm-hmm. So you can move a little bit farther away. On the, on the spread, you're only on one side. So what I like to do is um, I keep it like simple like you do. Um, you know, the simpler for me, the better. The better it just makes it for me. So I look at the 20 the 50 and the 200 day moving averages and I want my stock to be either above it or below that mm-hmm. so if it's above it I'm gonna sell puts if it's below it I'm gonna sell calls and then I want to be on the side of the overall market as well for most of my trades I do want to have diversification on both sides so I'm not gonna like right now you know market has been trending higher everything's moving up slowly slowly I don't want to be in all put spreads so I'm gonna find some stuff to sell some call spreads on um, to just diversify in case it turns around. My deltas on those would probably roughly come in around 20. So I'm looking to be as far away as I can from the money, still making my 10% on the put spread or my call spread, and that roughly comes out to be about 20 delta. Mm, gotcha. So you mentioned earlier about maybe taking losses um, around like the 25 or 30% level. Do you base that on the credit you've taken in? Or on the overall risk? On the overall margin of the of the trade. Okay, gotcha. Because that would show, like, if you were to look at, like, let's say it was that, that $1 credit on a $10 uh, iron condor. If you took a 30% loss when you got out, that would show, like, that because they base it on the credit you receive, that would show like a negative 300%, right? Which is, it's stupid, right? It's a stupid way to measure risk when yeah. you're basing it on the credit received versus the actual uh, margin that's put up, in my opinion. I, I, that mm-hmm. just irritates me. So when you do that, how are you, how are you tracking that? Are you tracking that like in your, in your, your broker? Or are you tracking that like on a, on a chart in some way? Um, which I guess would be hard to do if it were... Um, like an iron condor, that would be harder to do. So I, I assume you're doing it in your broker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. we just look at the I just look at the P and L, and um, you know before bef- when I put the trade on, you know you know what the margin is, you know what the credit is. So I figure out okay, what is 25% of this margin, and then you add back in the credit that you got. And so once it gets to this debit, that's when I know hey, I've lost 25. I need to get out. Okay, so here's the insidious part. I mentioned this earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine you're at uh, 25, 30% loss. And you're like, but I got $10 on both sides that it can move. Right. And then day after day, it starts eking away at you. How do you, how do you remove that part? Honestly, I, I really think that there is a fundamental issue with selling options when that is a, a perspective that an investor could take. And, yeah. and I took that perspective. It was, I still have $10. This, this can move. I'm not going to worry about it. 
And then one day at a time, it starts chipping away, and I've got this huge loss against me. How do you work with that? So part of it is that we don't, like I said earlier, that I on my condors, I'll adjust them. So I won't wait until I'm down 25 to adjust. If I'm down maybe 12 to 15%, I'll start looking and say, hey, I need to adjust. So when I told you I get into my condors at about 10 delta, when that delta doubles or goes up by 10, that's when I know, hey, I need to start paying attention to this. I need to maybe adjust it now. Because if it goes from a 10 delta to a 30 delta, my loss is, is pretty large. That's what I'm talking about, it's right? Really but then you've still got all this room between you, you and the stock. And it's I like, know, but the stock is telling you it's going the wrong way. <laughs> no, 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 man. I'm telling you you're going the wrong way. Yeah. So, they, yeah. I, as you can tell, I'm passionate about this. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's because I, I lived it. And I just got so, I got really fed up with the system. I got fed up with the, the idea that, you know, I have so much that I, had risked and lost yep and i still had room to run right i still had room to go it it's it's deceiving yeah it's falsely deceiving when you are sold a bill of goods that says oh you have a 80 percent probability of this is going to work out you don't have to do anything mm-hmm. and then you have a loss it's like what happened what happened to my 80 percent well, yeah, there was that other 20%, remember? And then and then they, they base it on a one standard deviation move, right? So 80% is one standard deviation, which is only like, well, I, I'm, I'm not a statistics guy, but uh, it's like 67% confidence interval. So you have a 67% confidence that 80% probability. You know, if you go out two standard deviations and you go to like, you know, 97% confidence interval, then that same 80% shrinks to like 30% or 40%. I don't know what the exact number is, but it shrinks considerably. So it's like, oh, okay. So if I want a guaranteed thing, then I got to go really, really, really far away from money, so far away that I'm not going to make any money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So these numbers, these probabilities are deceiving. And the thing is we can't control the market. Right? We don't know if it's going to drop 5% tomorrow. And so on our condors, we have to be able to adjust out of the way and we have to have a few different other criteria as well you know so I look at it and say okay I put the trade on and now my delta has gone from say 10 to 20 now I need to do something I need to adjust because I can't let this keep going and I'm I'm not a, um, a, re- a re- revision to the mean type guy I'm more of like a trend follower mm-hmm. you know I believe that hey if something is going up Unless something happens, it's going to keep going up. That's just the way I, that's the way I feel. And so if I say I put the trade on and it's going against me, in my mind, it's like, okay, it's going to keep going against me. So what do I do? So the question is, okay, did it go against me really quickly or did it go away slowly, methodically, steadily, day after day? If it goes day after day, then yes, I can adjust and move a little bit further away and I should be okay because the theta decay will kick in, time's on my side, hopefully the thing expires before it gets to me. If it's going really fast, quickly against me, I'm just getting out. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna think about it. It's like, man, this, uh, get out, I'm gonna go, even if I'm not down 25%, I'm like, okay, I don't, understand, I don't know what's going on with the market. It's going down considerably, volatility's picking up, I need to just take my chips, wait a few days, and then maybe I can get back in. So it's kind of like, you know, like an elephant, you know, the elephant stampedes, but eventually the elephant gets tired. 
So if you can withstand the stampede and you can get out of the way, you'll be okay because the elephant will stop. But if you get run over, then that's it, game over. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you have to be able to get out of the way. Or sometimes you just, you know, go the other direction. So, um, you know, I mean, right now, if we take a look at um, the way the markets have been working, right? The SPX, SPY, S&P 500 has been steadily making new highs almost on a daily basis or weekly basis. Mm -hmm. On that one, I'm not doing iron condors. I'm selling put spreads. And so we've been doing awesome. You know, just put spread, put spread, put yeah. spread. No, no worries, no problem. It's working great. You look at the Russell 2000, different story. It's been going sideways for months now. And so on that one, yes, I got my condors on. My calls are doing fine. My puts are doing fine. If that starts to trend, then I'll change my strategy and I'll, you know, go one way or the other. So a little bit of flexibility does help. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, I, I got to tell you. I got burned, as you can tell. But I, I'm sorry. But, but you know, it's it's by having that Wall Street tuition that everyone comes into a style of trading that really works for them. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you can give me your information, and I could try it. But until I live it, until I embody it, I'll never trust it. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's what yeah. you were saying earlier. If I had two losses in a row. And I'm like, uh, so that means my next eight are going to be winners, right? They better be. And, no, you know, that doesn't, doesn't mean work that. Out. No. Yeah. The, I mean, we've taken we've taken the same trading plan, the exact same rules. You know, on this day you do this, da 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 da, da to two different people. One of them does great. One of them loses money. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? I can't understand it. What the hell? You know, mm -hmm. what did you do? Why didn't you just follow the rules? It's like I did somewhat. It's like no, you didn't. You know, otherwise the other guy followed. You didn't follow. Yeah. So every strategy is not for every person. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, that that's a really, really good way to say it, right? And not everybody is a 19-year-old with a Lambo, right? Mm, it, no. It's not... A rented Lambo. <laughs> yeah. That's not how it works. I can't stand... there. There's one ad that I get on YouTube all the time. It's this young man. And he's like, 10 courses. You know, he's got this like hip-hop music playing in the background. 10 courses, no breakout BS strategies. Uh, come trade with me. Get my get all my courses for nine ninety nine. It's ninety nine thousand percent off today only. <laughs> See, ya, I'm getting my Lambo. Like I can't stand these people, right? That that's not that's not the real world. So tell me what you what you feel like real world trading looks like. So I've always firmly believed that we should be able to design our own life. You know, when I was working nine to five, it was, hey, I got to get up. I got to go to the job. I got to do whatever, you know, I'm supposed to do. Um, I didn't I didn't really work in that environment. It didn't work for me. So I found a company that let me be me. I was allowed to work from home. I was allowed to go in the office when I want to. You know, I was in charge of marketing. And so as long as people were coming in, sales were being made, my boss was happy. Mm -hmm. um, and so trading to me, I wanted to do it the same way. And so when I was in, I guess in high school, um, you know, I was like, hey, what do I want to be with my life? What do I want to do? And I made a list of all the things I didn't want to do. You know, I didn't want to wear a tie to work. You know, I like my shirt, you know, my t-shirts and I'm wearing PJs, you know, because um, that's, that's how I trade. Not t-shirts, they're, they're sweats. They're not PJs, they're sweats. But that's normally what I wear in the office. Um, I didn't want a boss telling me 
what I could do, what I couldn't do, where I could live, how much money I could make, all of these things, and say, okay, so what, what can I do with all these restrictions? What can I do? Well, I found that marketing was one of them, internet marketing, and the other one was trading. So I tried one, I did one, I got good at it, you know, did well, and then when that when that company, um, because of the financial crisis, they went out of business, you know, I moved over to trading. And so it's the same thing. So it's like, uh, now I want to design my life. So what kind of trading do I want to be able to do? So for example, I don't trade before 10 in the morning because I'm not a morning person. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the times you'll find me asleep at nine. You know, I'm still, I'm still in bed or groggy or waking up. And so I don't tr- make any trades before 10 o'clock. I probably trade maybe an hour at max per day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's with, you know, multiple different accounts over different brokers, you know, well over seven figures. So it's like I need to find strategies that fit to me. And so that's why selling options in a passive way really works. So I own my stocks. I sell covered calls on those. I sell naked puts on those. I sell my spreads. I do some condors. And then I branched out for a little bit of excitement. I got into the, the futures options. Um, those are, you know, like I said, they're faster. So you got to pay attention every day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a covered call. My covered calls, I put them on and they're so far though out of the money. Usually I don't even have to look at them until the day of expiration. And then I look at, oh, is it expiring? Yeah. Okay, cool. Then I'll come back on Monday and I'll sell another one. Mm-hmm. So for some, most of my money, that's the way it works. I have a certain amount that I do more active stuff with like my condors and, and my spreads and then with my oil stuff. But as you know, you said, you, you're, you're at 30 delta. I like to be even further than that, even at a smaller delta, so I don't have to do as much adjusting. Now, I, you know, um, I, I know how to adjust. I think you should adjust, but I rather not do it if I don't have to. Yeah. That's so, what I tell people. It's like, and that's why I use, I, I use a lot of back testing. I use trend lines. And let's say if I'm following a, a 10 or 20 exponential moving average, when it breaks through that, I mean, I've back tested it to the point where it's like, I, I don't have a reason to be here anymore. So I don't roll. I don't adjust. I just say, I'm cut my losses because I'm not going to let that, that gap that I've seen will close in, come right at me all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, that I think... You know, there, there's a lot of different trading education out there, right? Yep. Um, and there are some people who would say, you know what? You put on a spread and you hold it to the max loss and that's your that's your max loss. And you probably know who I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm not going to name names because I, I know them and I'm friends, friends with some of them. Uh, but I think that is horrible, horrible financial education. And I think that that was what set me up the wrong way initially. Mm-hmm. And it took me years to overcome that. Because you you have to take your losses, but you do, you don't have to take them at max. Yeah, and for sure. there, there's no reason to. to I don't think. There's yeah. another thing that I say that's a little bit controversial. Um, I don't know if it's controversial. It's just different from what a lot of people are saying. And I don't do too many trades because again, it's to my personality. If I'm if I got more than ten or fifteen trades on, even ten, that's like kind of my, my max. You know, if I have more than ten trades on that I have to monitor on a daily basis. I start missing stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not paying attention to the news. Maybe they, maybe, you know, if I'm in a FedEx trade and I got too many trades on and UPS has some bad news come out and it's going to, it's going to affect my FedEx trade, but I wasn't paying attention because I had too much stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So I, I lose, you know? So I find that you don't need to do, you know, 30, 40, 50 trades a month. And that's, 
kind of what you said. That's the education that's being put out there today. And you kind of really have to look at it and say, okay, you know, why is this being put out there? You know, what, what's the reason? Mm-hmm. Saying, well, you know, if you do 30 trades, you're doing a lot more trading. You're racking up a lot more fees and commissions. So maybe there's an ulterior motive to tell you to do that. I don't know. I think you, you know? and I are on the same page there, Alan. Conspiracy theorists. There we yeah. go. But, you know, you really have to look at it and say, okay, is this person actually doing it? And luckily, mm-hmm. you know, I've been doing this for a while now. Um, you know, Option Genius, the company is over 10, 11 years old or something. We got our track records. They, we, yeah, we've been doing this through bear markets, through cold, you know, down markets, up markets, sideways markets, and the, our track record is with real money trades. So it's like, hey, you know, if you like it, this is my record. If it's, if you think you can do better, hey, good luck, no problem. Yeah. I don't, you know, there's a, there's a strategy for everybody. Everybody doesn't have to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you, know. you know, I, I agree with you on the concentration there. Uh, I've had a uh, uh, Mark Minervini, U.S. investing champion, on the show twice, and mm-hmm. um, I recently went through one of his books and made a bunch of like little episodic episodes out of them. And one of them was talking about concentration, right? And he's like, "Look, at the most, at the very most, you need ten to twelve in your portfolio. Anything more than that, you're not going to be able to give it the attention it needs. You're not going to be able to." to to track it right yep. if you're trading small and trading often it may backfire against you and um i was on benzinga last week showing mm-hmm. my portfolio and stuff yep. and i had four trades on those four trades was a hundred percent of my portfolio and i had nothing wrong with that because i knew mm-hmm. exactly the risk i was taking and where i was going to get out and i have zero issue with with loading up like that when things are working yep and yeah i I mean, I was able to go to um, the Berkshire Hathaway convention, you know, Hmm. the shareholders meeting one year, and um, somebody asked him, it's like, hey, I would like, I'm I'm good at this particular thing, you know, how do I get good at trading, you know? And his advice, and Munger agreed with him, was if you're good at something, you put all of your eggs in that basket, and then you watch that basket. If you're not good at something, then you have to diversify. You know, then you have to put it in, okay, a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. That's really if, well said. But if you have faith in yourself that you're good at this one thing, whatever it is, you know, put all your eggs in that basket, get really good, invest in yourself so that you get better and better, and then just focus on that one thing because when you're focused, that's when you'll have the biggest gains. Mm-hmm. So if you want to diversify, yes, just be sure that your results are going to be a lot less than the guy who's focused on that one thing, right? So, I mean, that's why, you know, like the the guy Dorsey who's running Square and Twitter, everybody was like, no, you can't do both. You can't concentrate on both. Both of the companies are going to suffer because you're you're torn, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think focus is... is, um, really beneficial in all aspects of life um, but if you're just doing buying stocks and you're not in control then yeah you can diversify because you have no say in the matter if the stock is going to go up or down but if you're actually trading options you decide when to get in when to get out what you're seeing on the chart how do you interpretate it so get better at what you're doing practice and that's why all of I tell everybody hey just pick one strategy 
in the beginning. You're learning, pick one strategy that makes the most sense to you, go all in on that, focus on that, learn that, master that, get good at it. When you're consistently profitable, then and only then should, if you want to, do you need a second strategy. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you don't. Because there are people out there, you know, they only do spreads and they make a great living. They only do negative puts and they make a great living, you know, but they're focused and they're masters at what they do. You yes. can't be a master if you're trying to do everything in, under the sun. Well said. Alan, this has been a really great conversation. I, I'm glad I got to vent because, you know, this, this <laughs> has been built up for a while. And I tell you, like, there's there's some options education out there that, that really put me on the wrong track mm-hmm. and other people. But if it weren't for them, you and I wouldn't be talking. So I guess, <laughs> it's all, I guess it all works out in the end. Alan, I want to tell people more about OptionGenius.com. Tell me about it. Well, um, you know, we have different services. So whether if you just want trades, we have those. We have some memberships for those. And if people want to get in, um, if they've never traded an option before, you know, that's why I wrote the book, Passive Trading. We're, we're trying to educate the masses that, hey, you know, the stock market is, is a great place, but you can make a little bit more money just by learning a couple strategies. Even if you add one strategy to the mix, you know, just start doing covered calls. You know, it's the most basic thing there is. Add that, can you? You'll do better than the market overall. You know, so um, if you if if people go to passive trading, we have a free book. It's called Passive Trading, of course. Here I got a passivetrading.com. Yep. yep. So you know, we we have it. It's printed. We'll send you one out. We just ask that people pay for the shipping. Um, we'll send you the book out for free, no problem there. Um, and if they're looking for you know iron condors or whatever. Check us out, Option Genius. Uh, we got a blog, we got a podcast as well. Um, so there's lots of avenues to learn more. Very cool, Alan. I appreciate your time so much today. Thank and, you, much, uh, Chris. This yeah. has been awesome. This has been a lot of fun. I, I always like it talking to somebody who's been there, who who's successful at what they're doing. They're they're a good trader, and they've they're good because they they made the mistakes in the past yes and they found what worked for them like okay that didn't work for me so i'm not doing it it's working for mm-hmm. you okay fine good for you but i'm gonna find what works for me and you put in the time you know you did the back test you did the strategy you did the testing and now you're putting your money at work and you're like okay this works for me let me show you how i do it and that's so important because people don't know who to trust especially in finance you know you see the talking heads on cnbc they're all talking their book they're like, I bought this stock, and now I'm going to come and tell you why you should buy it too so that it goes up for me, and then I can sell it. Yeah, thanks, but you know, show me what you're doing and that you're actually still doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, had a, I had a friend that um, one of our customers, he used to be a floor trader. And, I, and I'm like, oh, you're a floor trader. You must know everything. You, know, you must know all this stuff. He goes, no, man, I was a floor trader. We don't know Jack. You know, we ran around the floor. That's a floor. Floor yeah. people. We didn't learn anything. We didn't learn how to trade. There's like there's different types. So somebody just says, "Oh, I'm a floor trader." It doesn't mean they actually were trading or they actually know what they're doing. Right. So it's really it's really confusing for the average person to know who to trust. There's so much different information. So that's why I want to thank you for for doing the show, doing your YouTube channel. You know, exposing people to different aspects and different. Um, different understandings of how to trade and what to look for and, and all that because you know I've been on other shows but people don't grill me the way you did you know they're like oh what's your delta why this and okay prove it to me that it works you know because I've tried that and it didn't work tell me why yeah. you know I haven't had anybody do that so I this has been so refreshing it's like okay let me show you you know and and the fact is that if I hadn't been doing it I could not 
tell you <laughs> what, what how to do it. Yeah, you know, you know I uh, I've had two people on on the show that when I hung up with them, I'm like, they're full of crap. <laughs> no, I don't believe a word they said. Um, one of them, you you probably know actually, he's he's somewhat famous in the options community. Um, but yeah, the uh, uh, the the podcast has been such a blessing for me, and being able to to talk to people like you and and all the guests I've had on uh, has given me a level of understanding and awareness and um, knowledge that that I wouldn't have had otherwise because I get to pick the brains of all these people, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's such a, a selfish yet selfless endeavor, <laughs> right? Because I can learn a ton. And if anyone wants to go back and listen to all the episodes, they can learn a ton yeah. because I, I am the person who's asking the 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 more tactical, the more practical, the more pragmatic questions that other shows don't do. Mm-hmm. And it's because I want to grill you in a way that I can learn from it and, and the audience can learn from it. It's yeah. not it's not just a yeah. yeah you have I, I a have responsibility a to your audience to yeah. get to the truth and to get to the bottom of it and to figure out does this make sense or not? You know? And Yeah, I tell you I, I mean it, it's almost weekly that I get an email from somebody saying, you know, this was the the most unusual interview I've ever done. And I think it's fantastic. (laughs) And so it's just, it's me doing me, man. I'll tell you, I I had a, one of my friends, he does a a podcast, but his is, his is uh, not got the, the audience that mine has. And and he, he one day called me up and he's like, Chris, I want to just, I have a whole bunch of questions I want to ask you. I want to find out what you're doing. Right. And he's like, okay, how do you prepare? And I'm like, I get my team to make a bio, which is like one paragraph. Mm-hmm. I read the bio and then I talk to the person. <laughs> it's like, I don't have a lot of prep that goes on in here. This is all just off the cuff, two people having a conversation. I, and, you know, people love it because it, it really flows like that. Yep. This has been so, fun. Alan, it's been a lot of fun. I, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you coming on and taking the time. And we'll make sure we send people over to Option Genius. Hopefully, we get a couple people at least to go. Get a free book over at PassiveTrading.com. Thank you for that. And, uh, you know, look forward to chatting with you again. Awesome. Will do. Thanks, Alan. And thank you guys for tuning in to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and enable notifications. That way you never miss any of the tools, tips, and tricks we upload every single week to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. Okay, so what'd you think? That was pretty incredible, right? Now, if you like that, that's only a taste, only a sample of what you're going to find in the full AI stock trading system. And I really highly encourage you to go and check this out. Obviously, you are interested in learning and how to trade, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. Now, I'm going to take and download my entire trading system that I use day in and day out onto you. <laughs> and the only way I'm going to be able to do that is over at the AIStockTradingSystem.com. You're going to get phase one, two, and three, several bonuses. And on top of that, I'm going to walk you through over a dozen trades that I put on inside of my account, holding your hand and showing you exactly how I got in, how I got out, how I use the artificial intelligence data, and how this could work inside of your own trading portfolio on a daily basis. So make sure you head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com to learn more and to get started and to download my decade plus worth of trading experience into your hands so you can start using the AI Stock Trading System today, the five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading.
Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter, and I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. TimminusStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice, tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimminusStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit 10 legal. And thanks for stopping by.